to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jb and i'm peaches and i go second i go second guys guys get your shit together i am so sick of this it was funny at first and now we're (laughs) still pretty funny actually yeah no i I still have a pretty good time with it i'm not gonna lie to you god damn it (laughs) i like hanging out with chess and fighting with him over nothing yeah, that's pretty much what this whole podcast has become. It's just everybody versus Chez. I got the hottest takes, and I and I, I will back the them up with zero facts to support me. <laughs> Spoken like a true American. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> or at least I know. Oh, okay, we're done. Uh, you can keep going. I'm good. What are we doing today, JP? All right, so on Wednesday... We put out the episode where we talked about literally everything that came out through the E3 showcases through those four days. I don't think we have actually appreciated the fact that we went over everything, boys. That was a lot of fucking news. That was the longest episode we've ever put out. Did you know that? Can you imagine editing that episode by yourself? Oh, dude, that would be crazy. Man, that would suck. Yeah, it must have really sucked. Someone must have really fucked up their back for that to happen. That guy must... <laughs> <laughs> that was in bad taste. It wasn't. I was trying to get to Czar. I miss him. I miss Czar too. God. Shout out to Czar. Czar's going to be back on the pod to explain what the fuck is going on with him here soon. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Here's what we're doing today. We've had about a week now to let E3 settle. So today we're going to do two things. Number one, we're going to answer the big question on everyone's mind. Who won E3? Which which company brought the A game? Who won E3? But here's the problem with that. I think the three of us pretty much agree on that already, based on conversations we've had outside of the podcast and a little bit inside of the podcast. So on top of that, we are also going to be doing this nice little bracket that Peach has made for us, talking about the 16 best-looking game trailers from all of E3, and we're going to put each one of them head-to-head to see which one of those game trailers comes on top. So, not only are we going to say which company won E3, but which game won E3. Um, We got a big day ahead of us, boys, but hopefully not as long as last time, because I'd like to get some fucking sleep this time, if that's okay with you. No sleep for JP. No sleep for <laughs> JP. Yeah, I got about two, maybe three hours worth of thoughts on like what showcase won E3, and I think Zach said he's got a solid at least hour, right? I'm just here to uh, make memes, so it could be as long as we want. I mean, three to four hours for Peaches is actually pretty short. (laughs) Game on. Game on. All right. So who won E3? Now, 
Like I said, the problem here is that, in my opinion, there's a really clear winner with only one other showcase that really actually came close to maybe being in the same tier list as it. But I'll start with your guys' opinion. Zach, who do you think won E3? Who do you think had the best showcase, the most consistent showcase? What do you think? I feel like we should like recap like kind of what we saw from these showcases, right? Like Just, just a, as a refresher for anybody who maybe didn't listen to the E3 episode or anybody that's just joining us, maybe we should recap, like, just a real quick, like, top three things that were shown at each showcase. Does that oh, seem fair? Oh, that's going to take so long. Boo! JP's being negative. I, I can I can give you top three from each thing super oh, quick. okay, okay, okay. So start from day one and let's do top three from each showcase. All right. So top three Ubisoft. We got, like, Far Cry 6. We got Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. We got Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Anyone disagree with that top three? Go, go, go. No. Okay, so that's those are the biggest things there. Uh, Gearbox Showcase, uh, we got Borderlands movie, uh, Borderlands movie again, and then uh, Godfall is apparently coming to PS4. Okay, I yeah, that's nah. fair. <laughs> and then Xbox Bethesda, this one's a little tougher, but I think the, we could narrow it down to Starfield, Outer Worlds, and... This is the last. It's got to be Halo Infinite. Like I think those would be. Oh, uh, obviously. I think that's the easy top three there. And Forza. <clears throat> and Zach, <laughs> you kind of you kind of butted in with something ridiculous there. Um. Anyways, JP, do you wanna? Uh, you know, I know you don't like it. Slime Rancher Two. <laughs> you didn't mention Slime Rancher Two. Come on. As a top three, like, eh, I'm super excited about Slime Rancher, but most people are still in the category of what the fuck is this. <laughs> Zach, would you change anything? It sounds like you want to add Forza and get rid of something else. Yeah, I mean, we can get rid of Outer Worlds too, because other than it being a fire trailer, it was just, in fact, a cinematic. I mean, so was Starfield. That's a fair point. Just keep going. Now, JP, <laughs> I think you'd be the best one to do Square Enix, because for I, for me, I... I hate them all. They all kind of blend together. Oh, you guys are <laughs> haters. You guys are such haters. <laughs> it was so bad, but you can keep going. <laughs> Um, Square Enix had Guardians of the Galaxy, they had Life is Strange True Colors, and Final Fantasy Pixel, the little six-pack of the first six Final Fantasy games that I think is really cool. So, and then Warner Bros, wasn't, it was mostly just a Back for Blood demo, and Back for Blood was in every showcase, so, whatever. <laughs> Back for Blood looks great. Then, PC Gaming Show we can skip, it's mostly indies. Now, Future Games Show we can't skip, this no, I'm just kidding. We can skip this one. <laughs> I was like, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, 24 Entertainment was just Knocker of Blade Point. Uh, take two was the uh, virtue signaling speech, which like it's important things that they talked about. But I just don't think that like take two and 2K are like the right people to talk about it. Capcom, Zach, you're more capcom than I am. What's the top three from Capcom? Um, so DLC, DLC, and then Monster Hunter Stories. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think you got it good there. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That's really all they had. <laughs> Limited run games. Nothing for me. Now, Freedom Games. This, this is the good shit. All right. You got Cat Cafe Manager. I do love my cafes with cats. Yes. You got One Lonely Outpost. And you got, I, I'm going to go with Dreamscaper over Coromon. Okay, I think that's fair. And then, Zach, give us your Nintendo top three. Okay, similarly, 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 I can't. I really can't. Similarly. 
uh, compared to, uh, to, to to Microsoft, it's there's a lot. So I'm just gonna do my best here and just say it's got to be Metroid Dread for sure. Shimagami Tensei Five. Uh, I'm gonna go with that one. And Warrior Wear Mario Party. I feel like Mario Party is bigger than Warrior Wear, but over Breath of the Wild Two. Oh, okay, yeah, Breath of the Wild Two. I guess was important. <laughs> they showed they showed gameplay of that one at least. Now, for me, I would say Breath of the Wild 2, WarioWare, and Metroid Dread would be the top three. But that's my opinion. JP, do you got any disagreements? As long as you throw um, Breath of the Wild 2 in there somewhere, I don't really care about the other two. Zach brought up a lot of great ones. Metroid Dread was great. Um, the new WarioWare looks amazing. Um, Shin Megami Tensei, even though that looks incredible. JP. Yes. Shin Megami Tensei. Oh, Oh, fuck. Well, we gotta take that off JP's list. JP, pick something else. God damn it. Worms Rumble it is. Worms Rumble! Worms Rumble's already got bad reviews, guys. <laughs> All right, and so that's a, I, I think that's a fair recap of the top three from every showcase, because Bandai Namco didn't do anything other than House of Ashes, so... Meh. Meh. All right, so we have the recap. Everything's a little fresh in our minds still. I want to start with Zach. Zach... Who won E3? What showcase was most consistently good with awesome stuff? Okay, I think there's going to be two parts and two things you can argue here. Of course, me being my fanboyness, I'm going to say Nintendo um, because they managed to say Metroid Prime 4 isn't here. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is not coming this year. And what else was the other depressing news? Banana 3 wasn't even mentioned, and I was still left their thing feeling pretty good. This is probably one of their worst E3s in a while, in my opinion, and I still thought I was pretty good. I think you could definitely make a strong case for Microsoft, um, but I'll let, I'll let Peaches do that for me. Okay, that's fair. Um, oh, and sorry, did I ever say it? The, the reason I'm saying Nintendo is because all their games that they mentioned, except for Breath of the Wild 2, are coming out this year. That was that was why I'm feeling Nintendo was pretty cool. You know what? That's a fair thing to say. Honest to God. Um, Peaches, what do you think? Well, Zach spoiled it, but... I think I think we all kind of know in the back of our head. Xbox Bethesda brought it this year, and they are absolutely walking away from this. The winners of E3, whether or not like how much stuff is coming out this year, they showed the most stuff. They showed, in my opinion, the coolest stuff. And honestly, like the Xbox Bethesda uh, showcase really got me excited for games coming up more than I have been in a long time. Those are both great opinions. I think that's fair. Yeah, JP, what do you think now? Here's my thing with Nintendo. When I'm saying who won E3, what I mean is who consistently kept my attention with the most and coolest stuff the longest. The problem with Nintendo Directs are there's always peaks, in my opinion, where like you get these incredible pieces of news and then like two-ish things that I'm not super psyched about, followed by a piece of moderate news, two things I'm not super psyched about, a piece of huge news, and so on and so on. Um, Not to mention those motherfuckers at Nintendo broke my heart with that Legend of Zelda news. Broke it. Judge, Stomped on it. Judge, he's salty. I'm super salty. He's making a good game. Give him time. Give them time. It's, It's not just about... If it's not about Breath of the Wild 2. I'm excited. I'm extremely excited about Breath of the Wild 2. It was them saying while presenting the game and watch that besides that game and watch, there's nothing they're doing for 35th Zelda. That absolutely 
broke my heart. And uh, yeah, I'm a little biased. I'll admit it. I'm 100% biased in that, but so are you. <laughs> I accept that too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> now, here's the thing about Bethesda Xbox. Literally every time we bring up Xbox, our biggest complaint is simply this. They do not have enough interesting games to make anybody want to choose them over PlayStation. Or at least they didn't until the showcase showed that they're working on a lot of cool ass things. You know, so it might be honestly because I had the bar so low for Xbox and Bethesda that they like blew it out of the water for me. But also, I genuinely feel that the excitement was extremely consistent throughout the showcase um, with only a couple of lows relative to Nintendo. So I'm going with Xbox Bethesda as well. You're just mad about Zelda. (laughs) I am mad about Zelda, but also like it's like I said, it's the peaks and lows thing with Nintendo directs. It's like, you know for every piece of news, there's also something that I really don't care about, which gives you an average that's like a little bit below how I felt about the Xbox Bethesda. There were a lot of things I was super excited about Nintendo, and then there were a lot of things that I was like, wow, I really don't care about this. And I think something that's really noteworthy about the Xbox show, they really just went, they're like, here's a game, 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 like back to back to back to back, no bullshit, nothing in between. It was just... They were showing these game trailers, letting the game speak for itself, moving on to the next thing, get hyped about this next thing coming up. Right. It's it was it was very no bullshit. These are games like get excited about Xbox. See, I kind of disagree with you in the fact that, yes, it was game after game after game, but still it was CGI, CGI releasing 2022, 20, no release date, even Halo Infinite, their big thing that got delayed. It's coming holiday this year. We don't even know when holiday is coming out. You know what? That's a that's a really fair point. I was the most excited for Microsoft, but when I sat back and I thought about it, I'm like, we still don't know a lot about what's coming this year. I'm more excited to play my PS5 than my Xbox right now. Like, I have Game Pass. I booted up three times. Nothing is like, I want to play. I, and like I said, I see two different opinions. Like, I, I can see why you're saying Microsoft. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, just trying to do counter arguments here. Yeah, boys, advocate. I, boys. Can, I can respect it. Square Enix stole the show. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Guardians of the Galaxy. If there were a third place award we're doing, which we're not, but if there was, I genuinely think Square Enix deserves it. But I think, honestly, Ubisoft would take it despite my thought that they were a middling showcase. I think it would go to Ubisoft. Yeah, E3 kind of blew this year. <laughs> I'm just saying. It wasn't I, for, it wasn't, you're such a downer about it this year, man. You really are. I just thought it was, I don't know. And I give it a lot of grace because, yeah, COVID sucks. So they're, it's fine. I didn't expect it to be like breathtaking, but like Capcom felt like they just had to be there. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> they're like, we have DLC coming and, you know, Monster Hunter stories that you've known about for a while. <laughs> it's like, you guys know that being here is optional, right? <laughs> someone didn't tell some people. <laughs> Somebody real, like, someone must have threatened 2K because they had to. I'm glad they said it. Like, someone needs to say those things. But I was just like, oh, who'd you guys make mad? Zach is right, though, in that, like, you can kind of teeter-totter between Nintendo and Xbox, but the other thing is, like, I really feel like Xbox Bethesda, like, catered what they did in, like, an E3 style, whereas, like, Nintendo, they didn't participate in E3, they just released a Nintendo Direct in the middle of E3, you know? Like, if that makes sense, like, I felt like Xbox Bethesda was, like, participating with, like, 
the pageantry and the show of it. And then Nintendo just did what they always do, which is fine. But I mean, like, if you're if you're doing this as part of E3, like, it's nice to see you, like, doing things that align with how E3 normally is. Which is kind of why I'm giving more points over to Xbox Bethesda as well. But Zach is also right in the fact that Nintendo's got more stuff that we have to look forward to. I know you guys hate to hear this, but 2021's halfway over. So, <laughs> within the next six months, most of that Nintendo shit is coming out, whereas, like, that Xbox Bethesda stuff, it's like, we have no idea when that shit's coming. Actually, I'm I'm doing some quick research here, and we got our release date on a lot of this stuff. Um, like, just going down the line. How much of it is this year? Um, so we got Sea of Thieves. The DLC already came out. DLC. Okay. Um, it, it was a big DLC from what I understand, but uh, Battlefield 2042, that's this year. And that was at Ubisoft's, but keep going. I mean, again, like I'm just talking about the stuff that was there. All right. I'm, I'm just trying to continue my point. You're... Uh, 12 <laughs> minutes, so that's 2021. Psychonauts 2. 12 minutes is multi-platform. Psychonauts 2 is... Yes, Psychonauts 2 is great. I'm excited for that one. Fallout 76 DLC updates, that's this year. Party Animals, that's this year. Hades Xbox, that's this year. Halo Infinite, that's this year. Uh, Far Cry 6, also at Ubisoft, if we want to get into that, that's this year. So you listed three games that aren't multi-platform. These are just the games DLC. that were at the showcase. And plus, that's a cheap shot with Nintendo to say, well, it's multi-platform because all their stuff is exclusive by nature. Well, I mean, like, some of them stuff is multi-platform too, but um, I just was trying to say, like, Xbox still... Age of Empires 4, 2021. Uh, uh, let's see, Forza Horizon. You don't, you don't have to keep trying to convince me, okay? I'm on your side. I think Xbox and Bethesda took it, but, like, there's a case you can make for Nintendo, is I well, think what we're trying uh, to say. All I'm saying is that, like, Xbox didn't just, like, show a bunch of stuff that's not coming for a long time. Like, they showed a bunch of stuff that's coming soon. And it's coming to Game Pass, which is awesome. Again, not trying to not trying to crap on Xbox. I'm just saying, like, I still don't want to play my Xbox, is what I'm trying to say. And I, and I have it. I'm staring at it. I'm really shocked that you got to the PlayStation 5 before you got to Xbox. You are almost done with Ratchet & Clank Rifts Apart. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> is it as amazing as everybody says it is? Yeah, it's like a Pixar movie. God damn, I can't wait to play that game. So those are our opinions on who won E3. Um, They're not unpopular opinions is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and on this podcast, we live for hot fucking takes. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole reason I'm here. Which is what the next part of this episode is to do. We have created, and by we I mean peaches, but I'm going to take credit. Hell yeah. <laughs> We've created a 16-tier bracket with pairings of announcements and games and trailers from all of E3. Doesn't matter the day, doesn't matter the showcase. We're pitting them against each other to now see, okay, what was the hypest, coolest, whatever announcement from all of E3? And I think it's time to get going into this bracket before we do that, let's go with the pairings. Peaches, do you want to go over what the pairings are for round one? Yeah, we're going to post a screen cap on Twitter, and it has rankings by it. Don't take the rankings into account. We did not like say that this is the number one best game from E3, because we figure the best game from E3 is going to make its way down the bracket anyways. So it does not matter where these games are, where these games are and who they're pitted against. So keep that in mind. But starting off first... Our first round is going to be Halo Infinite versus Fatal Frame. 
and I forgot what that acronym is, but JP, what, what's the Fatal Frame acronym? MOBW? Fuck, I don't remember either. <laughs> Maiden of Blackwater. Maiden of Maiden Blackwater. Of Blackwater. It was on the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> was it really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a new game. That's how much I knew. And I bought a Wii U. <laughs> oh. God damn, I hate the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> so does most of the country. <laughs> then next, uh, we actually, I guess this is kind of a big one. If you think that car game good. Uh, you got Forza Horizon versus Z- Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Why are you so salty with Forza? I hate racing games. I do not like them. I don't think they're fun. I will not like them in a cart. I will not like them (laughs) in the dark. He does not like them. Peach as I am, he does not like them. There's no way to to end this rhyme, so we're moving on to the third round. Nice work there, Dr. Seuss. (laughs) Hell yeah, I teach. Anyways, third round, we got Starfield versus the Resident Evil 8 DLC. For fourth round, we got One Lonely Outpost, which you may know is the uh, game that I was super excited about from the Freedom Games Showcase, versus the Watch Dogs Bloodline DLC. Then fifth round, we got Atomic Heart versus Metroid Dread. And then sixth round, Life is Strange True Colors versus Stalker 2. Sixth round, Back for Blood versus Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. I was shown at the Square Enix Showcase. And then in our last round, we got WarioWare versus Far Cry 6. That's not fair. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know, right? Some of these pairings, we had to make it random to make it fair, but some of these pairings are just not fair. But it also makes sense, because he's right. The best game will win regardless. Let's start at number one. We've got Halo Infinite versus Fatal Frame. Okay, look. I'm extremely excited about Fatal Frame for a lot of reasons. JP, before we let the slaughter commence, what is a Fatal Frame? Fatal Frame is a horror game that actually started off on the PlayStation long, long ago. It is a horror game set in Japan based on, like, the mechanics are essentially, like, you have this camera, like, you're this uh, girl who has to use a camera to, like, look for ghosts and defeat ghosts, and um, it's really cool. I thought this was a new announcement. Apparently, it was on the Wii U, but we don't count that, so who fucking cares? Um... I thought it was really cool. A lot of people were extremely excited about it. That being said, Halo Infinite is Halo Infinite. <laughs> yeah, uh, they gave Mr. Chief a hook. Uh, not a hook, a grappling hook. A grapple hook. hook. Yeah. It has a grappling hook. It's automatically, uh, look, I'm not even going to lie to you. I already moved Halo Infinite onto the next round. <laughs> and I'm not mad about it. I agree. Halo Infinite over Fatal Frame. Yeah, it's just, it's it's easy. It's not a fair pairing, but it is what it is. Yeah. Gosh, I'm going to save some of my points for Halo Infinite. JP, who won? Halo Infinite in uh, round one. Halo Infinite won. Uh, round two, we've got Forza Horizon versus Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Okay, um, is there anybody here who thinks it should be Forza? Okay, Forza, you get to drive a really cool car in the desert and go fast. And it's Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to say. I tried. I'm sure there are a few people who love cars, and they will enjoy that. I would have made a stronger case for Forza if it were against literally anything that wasn't Breath of the Wild or Halo Infinite. But, um... Here we nope, are. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah here we are. <laughs> Alright, going on to the next round there is going to be Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, Starfield versus Resident Evil 8 DLC. 
Again, is there anybody who thinks it should be Resident <laughs> Evil 8, and if so, why? Look, so Resident Evil 8 is a good game that does not have enough of the vampire mommy, all right? Like, I think we can all agree. <laughs> oh, that woman. <laughs> and what kind of sucks for the DLC is there's not a lot of information about it. You're you're right. And the thing is, this is like the first time Starfield has popped back up since they first showed it like three years ago, I want to say. Yeah, 2018. So, I think the hype for Starfield kind of beats a lack of information for the Resident Evil 8, Resident Evil 8 DLC. Is, is that fair? I haven't actually played Resident Evil 8 yet, but like, I'm excited that so many other people are excited for this game, but Starfield stole the show, man. It, it, it's just like, it was very exciting to finally, like, even though it was a cinematic, it was great to finally see Starfield pop back up. Do you remember when Zach didn't think Starfield would show up at all? I remember it was the first thing that came up in the Xbox Bethesda showcase, and under my breath, I said, get fucked, Zach. <laughs> what? GP. Just... What did I... Zach. GP, what did I do, GP? You didn't do anything, Zach. I just... But I, I knew you were watching at home, and you were just like, ooh. Oof. Ooh. That's an L. <laughs> if you just want to hold this, it's from me. <laughs> Peaches was right. I was wrong. <laughs> and you guys aren't very humble. Next question. <laughs> All right. Next round. One Lonely Outpost versus Watch Dogs. I don't have a dog in either one of these races here. So oh, I see what you did there. Ah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> My man. So I am leaning heavily towards One Lonely Outpost because it is space Stardew Valley. And I'm all about that. I do, on the other hand, understand that this kind of DLC for any Watch Dogs fans is kind of exciting because this brings the, the protagonist from Watch Dogs 1 into the story of Watch Dogs Legion. My personal opinion, though, I don't think Watch Dogs is that good of a series. And so a DLC for a game that I don't care about does not beat a game that is like an alternate version of a game that I love. Yeah, one has possibilities. The other one is sad. We got to support our indies, right? Are, are we supporting our indies or are you guys just a bunch of sellout corporatists? Oh, don't you gaslight me, <laughs> you motherfucker. Do it. Do it. Yeah, besides, I have definitely played way more indie games than you have. So get off of me. <laughs> Somebody's on JP. I wish it was me. It's the IRS. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think a lot more people are excited about Watch Dogs than you're giving credit for, Chez. And plus, if we're just talking about overall hype of like, you know, the presentation and then what people were saying afterwards, I saw a lot more people talking about Watch Dogs Bloodline, even if it was DLC, than anything from One Lonely Outpost. I think One Lonely Outpost post looks way more interesting than the Watch Dogs DLC, but I got to kind of go with what are the most people excited about? And I think that's probably Watch Dogs. See, and I'm going to go with, you know, this is our podcast, so we run the show. That is also a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> and so if people want to disagree with us, you know, hit us up on Twitter. But you don't look at the Twitter, only I do. I check Twitter once a day. Oh, well, once a day. You hear that, Zach? Chess checks t- Twitter yeah. once a day. <laughs> I'm on all the time. Try and say that really fast. fast. Chess checks. Chess checks Twitter every day. Chess checks Twitter every day. On Tuesdays. And because I'm really cool, I spell checks with a Q-U, like uh, 
like the uh, Canadians. Oh fuck you! Oh, you gonna you gonna tell Travis that? Fuck uh, Travis! Fuck you! Travis probably spells that with a Q U. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, it's it's a happy time for me, and I can't wait to make Chaz more angry at me than he already is. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm 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 just seething over here. You can feel it. I can feel it. We're not gonna get super heated like we did on the last bracket, okay? Just, but by we, I mean me. Well, here's the thing. The, the, <laughs> my my favorite game of all time isn't on this bracket, so that make that makes it a lot safer. Up next, Atomic Heart versus Metroid Dread. Um, Metroid Dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me more. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so at first, when it came to Metroid Dread. I saw that they were skipping over Metroid 4, which is what we wanted, which was going to probably be like a 3D style first person shooter. But and I was disappointed at first, but then I saw the gameplay for Metroid Dread and I was like, oh, my God, you know, this might not be the Metroid game we wanted, but it's the Metroid game we needed. I'm all about it. It was it's it looked amazing. It looked genuinely really frightening and fun to play. And. I, I'm super excited for this game. I thought Atomic Heart was cool too, but it does not beat Metroid. All right, so let me tell you why Atomic Heart is better than Metroid Dread. Okay, so Atomic Heart did not skip the fourth game in its series. <laughs> See, they went, they went Metroid one, two, three, skip four, and then Metroid Dread is number five. Am I wrong? You're wrong. <laughs> Metroid. I'm pretty. Metroid Prime is a different series. Peaches, I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means, Peaches? There were four Kingdom Hearts games in between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm-hmm. Four! I don't give a shit what the number is anymore. The <laughs> Xbox went from 360 to 1. What? This I, is I, gaming, I... <laughs> baby! Numbers don't mean shit anymore. That's a bad point. That's a bad point, Chess. Well, it was, it was also a meme point, but that's okay. Um, I, think Atomic, I think Atomic Heart looks more fun. You like math so much, Chez. Let me tell you, these hands are buy one, get one free. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that was good. I just double checked. Okay, so why Metroid 5 comes out before Metroid or Prime 4. So just saying, wasn't entirely wrong. I I barely care about Metroid. Um, That's just a fun talking point that I heard. I think it's why do you not like Metroid, though? That's just okay. That's another discussion. Like, how are you? What? Did you just never get into it? Yeah. Pretty much. Have you have you tried it? It's actually really solid. I played Metroid Prime on GameCube and I didn't care about it when I was a kid, so I just never bothered following the series ever again. I'm sorry, man, but you can't sway my opinion on this one. Metroid won hands down over Atomic oh, no, Heart. I, I, I figured that you guys would both go atop, or, uh, Metroid Dread, but I like Atomic Heart better, and I just figured I'd throw that out. Yeah, this is a democracy. Where we overrule you! I am technically the one controlling the bracket. No. <laughs> we will show the world of our peaceful ways by force. <laughs> I am very, very interested in the next one. Life, True Colors versus Star Stalker 2. JP, you go first. What do you think, man? What do you think? Here is where my bias is going to really start trying to rear its ugly head, but I got to push it down. Life is Strange True Colors looks really damn good. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if enough people give a shit about Life is Strange in the same way that I do to be able to say that it beats Stalker 2. Um, on the other hand, I haven't seen nearly as many people talk about Stalker 2 as I thought. 
I would see. I've honestly think I've seen more people talking about Life is Strange True Colors. Now, JP, I want to tell you, I want to remind you, this bracket isn't about what all those other plebeians think, right? This is this is our bracket. Okay, that's a good point. Um, This is what we think. What, what do we think was the game that won E3? And right now, it's Life is Strange True Colors versus Stalker 2. So for you, what do you put first? Okay, that's that's a fair point. Here's what I didn't like about the Stalker 2 trailer. It was kind of like going off the whole ju- flashback, jump from scene to scene thing. And for me, it was honestly kind of hard to follow. Like, okay, what kind of game is this going to be? Um, I just feel like I didn't get as much information or hype out of the Stalker 2 trailer from like, even from just a subjective standpoint. Now, Life is Strange True Colors told you exactly what kind of game it's going to be. And albeit it's not for everybody, you know exactly what kind of experience you're going to get with Life is Strange True Colors, which is a story-driven walking simulator narrative. And that's my kind of game, so I'm going with Life is Strange, baby. Hey, I respect it. Zach, tell me what you're thinking. You know, we can get to a little hypothetical debate here over, do you, you play the game for the, the cinematics or the gameplay? And I agree with JP, Stalker 2. I still don't really know what's going on. I imagine it's more like Stalker 1. Should I be too into I'm glad that wasn't just me. That was like, what the fuck is going on in this game? Yeah, I, that's just my thing. I wish they would just show more gameplay, but whatever. What do I know? I'm just a plebeian who's used to the old ways. <sighs> anyway. Pleb! <laughs> um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think uh, Stalker 2 is more my alley still, but they're both terrible. So I, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> I abstain from my decision because I'm just too impartial. <laughs> okay. We'll see. We'll see what Peaches has to say, but we might need you to tiebreaker depending on how this goes. All right. So listen, here's why Stalker 2 is the best game at E3. All right. No, I'm just kidding. God damn it. I, I, I straight <laughs> up don't give a shit about either of these games. Um, I will say from what we saw, I don't think Stalker 2 beat Life is Strange True Colors in terms of hype. I think you guys make a good point and. In the way that, like, you, you can't really tell what's going on. And, like, or the trailer was hard to follow. And not in the sense that I couldn't get a read on, like, what the gameplay of Stalker 2 was going to be. But in the sense that the trailer, I don't think, was well-crafted to be easily followed by, like, a viewer just watching it one time. And exactly. I feel like, for me, that means that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to follow up. Like... <laughs> If you're trying to get me into your game right off the bat, don't make me have to follow up and do research, all right? It's, it, I, I think it's going to be Life is Strange True Colors. That's like my job, bro. You can't do that. Hell no. <laughs> that's our job. Has to be immediately accessible, all right? I mean, that's the whole point of E3, right? It's like this trailer has to be good enough to catch your eye in the middle of all these other game trailers. It's got to do good enough to stand out. And if I don't know what the hell is going on, that's not good news. It didn't do good. Yeah, so I think uh, I think it's fair to put Life is Strange True Colors ahead of Stalker 2. Thank you. This next one, I know I know, I was making a huge case. By the way, the next one in the bracket is Back for Blood in Marvel's um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it should be Back for Blood. This game was... Well, now... What? Really? Wait, yeah, hold on. Yeah, I'll Zach. let you go first. I'll let you go first. My, my bad, sorry. I got excited. I jumped the gun. No, no, no. I want to hear that. The only thing I was going to say is like, I don't know. Back for Blood, I feel like that it was everywhere in E3. And I, I know it's like 
Well, you know, do you count every single one of those trailers and gameplay and announcements that we saw? And I think you probably could. I got very hyped off Back for Blood. Uh, even though I will admit a lot of what they're doing is trying to go off of people's nostalgia for Left 4 Dead, which is so clearly happening and so clearly why I'm so pu pumped about this game. But I don't give a shit. I'm really excited. It's it's time. And I think their gameplay trailers did that, you know? Now, Zach, give us... Give us Give us the uh, the anti-JP take here, because I'm with JP. I'm hyped for this game. I think that this game, was, it was able to show its head in every showcase because it was good enough to show at every showcase. So, But tell us why Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy should beat it. <laughs> well, with that argument, Guardians of the Galaxy was at every showcase and then some as well. <laughs> but no. Um, okay, so first off, Back <laughs> to Blood, very excited for it. All that good stuff. But um, I think Guardians of the Galaxy, like... I feel bad for this game, um, and I, I think <laughs> I, I harped on it pretty bad, too, because I'm also not super excited for it, but it's not necessarily the game's fault. It's the other game's fault, Marvel's Avengers. Guardians of the Galaxy looks beautiful. It looks cool. It's got a lot of like narrative elements. The only thing I'm not sold on is the combat, um, just because it seems like you just press one button and it's done, but maybe that's just because I haven't played it, and it's more rpg I'm just not seeing it. So, yeah, I guess... I'm saying that we only hate it because it looks like Marvel's Avengers. And so it's not fair to that poor game. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't done anything wrong yet. I, I think it has to be back for blood. I just, I love left for, or I loved left for dead one and two. I thought they were both great games. They were a lot of fun and it's been, there's been a lot of downtime since left for dead. Where, like, no game has kind of filled the void of, like, that, I don't know, for me at least, maybe there has been a game that I just don't know about, or I'm not thinking about off the top of my head, but, like, just, like, slaying hordes of zombies with your buddies, like, pushing through these levels, and, like, having, like, some of the, like, just, like, fun, quippy dialogue along the way with, like, the characters that you're with. I think Back for Blood is going to fill that, like, void for me, and I'm really excited to see it. You know, Star-Lord has tons of quips. He does! He does. It's back for blood, though. <laughs> it is back for blood, though. It's back for blood. Okay. I know when I'm beat. I hear no bell. <laughs> How many times do we got to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> <laughs> I am Groot. All right. Up next, uh, WarioWare versus Far Cry 6. Um, I loved the WarioWare trailer. I... Come on, it's Far Cry 6. <laughs> I know there's a lot of really unfair pairings in this bracket, but I think this one has got to be the worst. Yeah, co-op warrior wear sounds really fun. And it will be really neat, but Far Cry 6 looks really cool. And I don't even like Far, Far Cry. Far Cry 6 looks... Yeah, Far Cry 6 looks fucking dope. And... It's not even that I have a problem with WarioWare as opposed to some of these other trailers where it's like, I'm picking this one because the other one had problems I didn't like. WarioWare looked damn good. I just don't think that, like, in terms of, like, hype levels and just quality of the trailer, it can beat Far Cry 6. Far Cry 6 looks damn good. Damn good, son. All right, that was easy. Because it's not going to be easy anymore. <laughs> Look, I'm going to get this in real quick. Far Cry 5 had a bear that you could have as a companion named Cheeseburger. There's no way. Its that... name was Cheeseburger? Yeah, Aww. his name was Cheeseburger. All right. 
A bear named Cheeseburger beats WarioWare for me every day, even if it was in the previous game. All right, so that's the end of round one on this bracket, which puts us at round two. We've got Halo Infinite versus Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, Starfield versus One Lonely Outpost, Metroid Dread versus Life is Strange True Colors, and Back for Blood versus Far Cry 6. Honestly, this top one is going to be the hardest. Somebody else get us started with this one. Zach? It's Halo Infinite, baby. I'm cutting in right now. It's Halo Infinite. They're bringing back multiplayer. It's going to be free to play. There's also going to be a story. You get to see the continuation of Master Chief. There's a new AI lady. People are mad that she's not Cortana. We mentioned it. I think it's Halo Infinite. Do you? I couldn't tell. Um, okay, so counterpoint, uh, Breath of the Wild times two. Hmm? All right. So I don't know if you saw this, Chaz, but uh, Link can fly now? Or at least jump really fucking high and then fly from there? There's floating islands? Um, he can stop time. He can dig underground. Uh, there's a super spooky uh, Ganon. That's not, you know, no one's mad about that because it's so damn cool. Hmm, what's Cortana got on that one, huh? Uh, boobs. Um, okay, Ganon probably has boobs. They're dried up, but they're there. <laughs> um, excuse me. Have you seen one of the Gerudo women in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Peaches? Yes. Eh? 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 Crush you with her thighs? Eh? I mean, it's that's great and all, but I got an emotional connection with Cortana. She's over not there. Years. She's dead, but it's fine. Uh, that's what you think. No, I know she's alive, but it's fine. They're trying to pretend she's not. First of all, if we're looking at this externally, there is no game. There's simply no game that I saw more hype for than Breath of the Wild 2, just from a objective, like subjective point of view. People who aren't fans of Zelda love Breath of the Wild. People who are fans of Zelda love Breath of the Wild. The Halo community, on the other hand, are so torn on how they feel about Infinite. You know, like, we're excited about the grappling hook mechanics and how the game looks. I've heard plenty of other people say that they're not a fan of that and thought that this game is kind of selling out. I think that w there's much more consistent praise and hype for Breath of the Wild 2 than there is for Halo Infinite. Um, okay, so, but we're not plebeians, JP. We're our own people. What do you think? What I think is, even if you're looking at this from a trailer point of view, just... Everybody wanted that Breath of the Wild news trailer so bad, including me. And even after having my heart shattered two minutes before, I perked right back out of my seat when I saw some of the things they're doing in Breath of the Wild too. I'm a I'm a I'm a Halo fan, you know, not huge, but I like Halo. There's nothing I saw in Halo Infinite's trailer that I was like, wow, this is going to change the game. This is incredible. I can't wait to see what the fuck happens. I was like, wow, this is cool. I didn't feel that way with Breath of the Wild 2. I was like, oh my god, what is happening in this trailer? I can't wait to play this game. See, and I had that but reverse for Halo Infinite. Like, I, I was looking at the Halo Infinite multiplayer stuff, and I was like, holy shit, it's fucking Halo. It's back. It's popping. And then I looked at Breath of the Wild, and I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. I'm on Breath of the Wild 2 train. Fuck yeah. Uh, JP's on Breath of the Wild 2 train. Zara would probably be on Halo Train. <laughs> Let's be real. But Zara in here. So you're by yourself today. I don't know. I think Zara, like, obviously it doesn't matter because he's not here. But Zara loves both of these gaming franchises immensely. But Nintendo has a place in his heart over Halo. I, w I genuinely think Zara would be on Breath of the Wild 2 side. Should I call um, him and see right now? He's probably in the hospital, but fuck yeah. 
Laura will no. answer. She'll, she'll understand the importance. Leave that guy alone. He's got enough to do with. Yeah, and so look, uh, I, I'm the bracket runner here, so we'll just say Halo Infinite to the end of the bracket. What? No, uh, no, that's no, that's okay. <laughs> All right, I, and, if I'm outvoted, I'll move Breath of the Wild on. But look, you owe me for that Witcher bullshit. All right, just let me have this. <laughs> Hey, that Witcher was not bullshit. Witcher is the best game of all time, standalone on on God. Oh, what? <laughs> on God. All right. <laughs> Breath of the Wild 2 trailer is advancing to the next round. Okay. Next, we have Starfield versus One Lonely Outpost. Um, Does anybody think Lonely Outpost beats Starfield? Uh, You mean the game where you don't get to play as a star? Yeah, I do. Um, Starfield. What do you mean I don't get to be a star? You guys can't tell. I really just hate CGI trailers because they get your hopes up. You don't know what it's going to be. But I'm going to assume it's going to be pretty good. So, I mean. Zach, that's actually a really excellent point. You know, that's you don't know what you're going to get with those trailers. But still, it was a damn good trailer. Bethesda, <laughs> Bethesda and Microsoft out here scoping away on money to get cool CGI trailers and it works. Maybe if they spend all this time making games instead of making trailers, they have some good fucking games. Bethesda only lets me down 50% of the time, dude. It's it's fine. It's just who they are. Oh, it's a good thing we <laughs> wait for sales, right? Sales! I say Starfield. I say Starfield too. I'm just devil's advocate. Uh, Zach, how are you getting excited about Starfield 2? We're still on one and we only got a CGI trailer. Because Zach doesn't like indie games. <laughs> oh, I was, yeah, I, I, I like One Lonely Outpost. I, I thought that I was more hyped about the Lonely Outpost thing than Starfield, but I get it. For what it's worth, I know how you feel, Chess. I know how it feels to be obsessed with an indie game that literally nobody else gives a shit about. <laughs> I know. Talk to your friend JP. I get it. I totally get it. I still have Undertale sitting on my Switch. It's doing great. I bought that for you three <laughs> years ago. Undertale has like surpassed like just like this, you know, low down indie game. Undertale is like one of the most popular games I would say ever. True, but it started off as an indie. It did start off as an indie, but like we can't we can't pretend like this. Like it's like people pretending that like Bo Burnham is like this underground, like unheard of comedian. You know, it's just not it's just not true. Like Undertale is massively popular. It is an indie game, but it is massively popular. All right, here, this next one is where I have quite a bit of cognitive dissonance. Metroid Dread versus Life is Strange True Colors. Before I give my take, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Let's start with Chess. Um, I'm just a bad person to start with, my guy. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't care. I guess life. No, you're actually the best because you don't give a shit about either of these games, so you can be subjective about it. I guess. Um, I would have to say Life is Strange True Colors. Um, <laughs> oh, keep going. <laughs> I, I remember watching the Metroid Dread t- trailer with Zach, and I was like, look, the, the outfit looks really cool. Like, I can appreciate, like, a good-looking outfit, you know? Like, it, it's sleek. It's got the white and the red. I'm about. Oh, it did look good. That's a good point. But as for the gameplay, I did not care about it. Um, Life is Strange. I I mean, for the zero interest I have for either of these games, I I would try Life is Strange before I would try Metroid Dread. That is surprising to me. (sighs) Wow. Yeah, Zachary, I'm sorry, buddy, but you know how I feel about Life is Strange. I got to go with True Colors. Um, Can I talk about Metroid for a little bit then? Just a little bit, since 
No. Yeah, dude. Next. Just <laughs> let it let it all let it all out. Just Okay. Well, um, this is the first new Metroid in eleven years. Um it's uh, the first right. new two D platformer in twenty not not a platformer, two D Metroidvania in twenty years ish. Um and it looks really cool. It was very atmospheric. They withheld a lot of information while showing us most of the first like 10 minutes of the game, which I thought was amazing. It kind of changed the atmosphere and embraced the horror, like some horror roots. I think they should have been going for it for a while. Um, and it looks really cool and unique. And I'm sad that it's losing to, um, I'm sad it's losing because I think, I think you guys are no, wrong. No, no, no. Finish that sentence. But You're it's sad fun. it's losing to what? What, Zach? piece of crap story game like that that's all i'm gonna say i will give i will get travis over here so fucking fast <laughs> <laughs> just, just like through jp's mic you hear his car starting <laughs> to canada <laughs> i mean that's honestly part of the problem for me to be honest it's like uh, yeah metroid dread looks like it's gonna be really goddamn good but what took so, like half of the reason i was so pumped for the trailer was because I haven't seen anything Metroid in so long. And before I saw Dread, I was confused about what the fuck they were doing. Like, is this Metroid 4? Is this Metroid 5? What's going on? I mean, Life is Strange True Colors, I felt like... Obviously, I'm using my own bias here because I like the Life is Strange series. But I was just genuinely felt like the trailer did a better job of showcasing what the game is going to be like. Not to say Metroid Dread was bad. This is the part of the bracket where it's like, nothing's bad. Just things are slightly better. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Boo on you! Honestly, I think uh, besides like Halo Infinite versus Zelda, this one is probably like the hardest one to move on for me. Because again, like I don't care about either of these games, but I could I could equally see either of them moving forward. But it's Life is Strange. Boo. Boo. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Back for Blood versus Far Cry 6. Now, this one actually genuinely is a challenge. Zach, what do you think of this one? Can I put Metroid Dread over here? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would just lose again when it got against Life is Strange True Colors on the next one. Yeah, no, but this time <laughs> I think you guys will change your opinion because you're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for these games. Back for Blood because I'll play with my friends. It'll be more fun. Hey, I, that's fair. Well, actually, I think Far Cry Six you can play with, but you shot Far Cry Five. <laughs> Zach's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with them. Back for Blood uh, definitely got a lot more hype, obviously because of how often it showed up. But also, I loved the gameplay, and we all love what we're going to see. This is going to be a fantastic game. Um, yeah, I, this should have been harder. Actually, this is gonna. <laughs> these are both like really good games but personally i'm much more excited for back for blood like it's been too long since a left 4 dead type game has come it's the co-op you know like i'm sure far cry 6 has co-op but left for dead style co-op in back for blood it's gonna i missed it i missed it and i'm everything i saw from the trailers were just phenomenal i love it let's let's get that bad boy to round number three yeah i, I played I played Far Cry 5 like two years ago, all right? I haven't played a Left 4 Dead type game since like high school, at like at the earliest or latest. I, I don't know which one would it be. The last time I played a Left 4 Dead game was in high school. 
So whatever word I should have used there, put it in. All right. Um, round three. The first round is Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 versus Starfield. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Zach, it's perk up, buddy. Did you really think Metroid Dread was going to win the whole bracket? All right. So for this round, it's 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 weird. It's Met- Metroid Dread just moved into Starfield's spot? That's crazy. Yeah, at least you could see the gameplay of Metroid Dread. Starfield is just the trailers. That's stupid. <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> And you know what? That's a great point, Zach, which is why I think Breath of the Wild 2 already beats out Starfield. In my opinion. Yeah, this is this is kind of like going pretty smooth. I think this the bracket's going to go pretty smooth from here. I think uh, Breath of the Wild 2 beats Starfield. It, it showed what looked like snippets of gameplay and um, Starfield. Are you throwing random shade there? <laughs> I mean, honestly, he's not wrong. Yeah, that's what they were. How is that shade? It's just honestly, yeah, he's not he's not wrong. Like anything you did get at we did see gameplay out of Breath of the Wild 2, which isn't nothing for a game that everybody's anticipating, but uh, it seemed a little moot. Uh, almost for some reason, I don't know. But I mean, that's opposed to Starfield where yeah, it looks incredible, but it was nothing but visuals, which might beat like an indie like One Lonely Outpost, but not Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, I think there's just um, Breath of the Wild Two has too much like name value because Breath of the Wild One was Game of the Year and all this and this, you know. Legend of Zelda, one of the best games of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like one of the most popular game series of all time. Whereas Starfield is like this brand new IP that Bethesda's testing out, and like there's hype behind it because it's Bethesda and it's like a space like RPG looking game. It's but- Skyrim, but in space. <laughs> Could you imagine the first mission of Starfield is like you waking up in the space cart? It's like, hey, I was wondering when you were going to wake up. It's about time you <laughs> I want to be in that dimension. <laughs> Let this happen. Uh, okay. I was wondering when you'd wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to hear the knee. I took a a space cart. Fuck, I don't know. What do you call a space arrow? A space bolt to the knee. Thank you. Space arrow. (laughs) Oh, that's really funny. (laughs) I took a space arrow to the knee. (laughs) So, uh, it's, it's, uh, well, okay, let's, we're going to go back to this. If the opening for Starfield is that, and then we're going to put Starfield ahead of Breath of the Wild 2, is that fair? Oh, I 100% agree. If that happens, I 100% agree. That's fine. That is fine. fine. I understand. But for now, Zelda the Breath of the Wild 2 is moving on to the finals. And that'll bring us down to Life is Strange True Colors versus Back for Blood. Uh, (sighs) This this is way more challenging than the last round, to be honest with you. Um, (laughs) I think Back for Blood probably beats Life is Strange 2 Colors. I'm with Life is Strange 2 Colors. It's like I'm looking at my two children who I pretend I love equally, but I look at one of them and I'm like, look, man, we had a good run. But- <laughs> hey, see, I wouldn't look, I wouldn't compare it to children. I would compare it to like, you know, the buddy that you just recently saw versus your fucking really rad friend that you haven't seen in years and he's coming back and he's ready to party. Move to Colorado. Yeah, I fucking miss that kid. Yeah, fuck that guy though. Yeah, can you imagine if someone did that? I mean, life is true. Life is strange, true colors. I'm extremely excited. I'm happy it made it this far. It does not beat Back for Blood at all, in my opinion. It it just doesn't. Now, this is weird. Does Zach Salt vote for Back for Blood over Life is Strange? Because Life is Strange beat 
Metroid? What if Zach voted for Life is Strange? <laughs> Switch it up, give the real wild Metroid card Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread is done, bud. I, I gotta ask, would you would you put Metroid Dread over Back for Blood? I would go Zilla Breath of the Wild 2, Starfield, Metroid Dread, Back for Blood. Well, yeah, but like, it, say say that Metroid Dread was here versus Back for Blood. Would you put Metroid Dread over Back for Blood? Yes. Really? That's yes. interesting. Yeah, I would. Because Back for Blood, it's good. It'll be cool. It'll be really fun for a month with my friends. I'll play again. I'll come back to Metroid Dread. Guarantee fucking tee it. Dude, I disagree. Metroid's probably going to be fun for like a week and then you beat it and you're like, well, there's no Metroid games have zero replay value. So it's like once you're done with them, you're done. I totally disagree with you. You can find a lot of people who like randomize it just like they do Pokemon and um, they get a lot of value out of it. But that's tomato tomato. Um, And I I see why you guys think I'm wrong. And that's okay. Because I think I think I'm in the minority here. And that's fine. Hey, you know what? You got a Metroid game to look forward to. You've been asking for it, and here it is. And you know, I'm glad you're excited. It's not my thing, but I, you got you got one coming, and that's great. Boys, boys, we're talking about Metroid Dread, which is Metroid Dead because it's not in the bracket anymore. So let's keep going. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the finals, and we'll sort out how I do or do not play Metroid at another time. All right, the final round: Breath of the Wild two versus Back for Blood. Uh, you guys know how I feel, so I want some really genuinely good conversation about this. Chez, let's start with you. You guys also know how I feel about the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. I mean, it's not like, look, I'm going to play it, right? Like, I liked Breath of the Wild 1. I had my problems with it, but it was ultimately a good game that I enjoyed most of my time playing. Thank God you could jump, am I right? <laughs> Jeez. Bro, if you couldn't <laughs> jump in Zelda, I would not play it. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, like a solid three inches off the ground. <laughs> it, do- it doesn't even matter. It just needs to exist. That needs to be the option. Yeah, he won't play Monster <laughs> Hunter because of it. Yeah, it, that is absolutely true. I played Monster even Hunter. You can jump Monster Hunter Ride. Just saying. I, I played Monster Hunter World, and I quickly found out you can't really jump at all, like except for in these very specific niche scenarios. So I sold it. I, I took the five dollars that GameStop you was willing. S- you just sold it. It's a GameStop I, yeah. of all things. That's just lazy. Yeah. You do that out of hatred. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a good jump. Like I, Back for Blood probably is going to have jumping, just like Left for Dead have jump has jumping. It's it's not like good or super useful jumping, but it's important to me that it's there. But okay, we've gotten very sidetracked. <laughs> um, I I gotta go back for blood because again, it's just it's that thing about how you have the friend that you haven't seen in years, that you're really excited to party with. And you have the friend that you like, but you saw him real recently. When did Left 4 Dead great. come out? 2009. If we're talking about quality of trailer. Now, this is where it's really hard, because Breath of the Wild 2, where I'll give it credit, is that it had plenty of gameplay. It, not plenty of gameplay, but it did a good job of like matching gameplay with cinematics, in my opinion, which is what Nintendo can do really well in these showcases. I feel like I have the best idea of what Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be after seeing like what they did with the line from releasing Skyward Sword, what they did with Breath of the Wild, and the direction that they're going. And I love it. But the problem is, I have all this information as a diehard Zelda fan, 
Whereas I feel like a lot of Breath of the Wild fans are coming in it a little bit more skeptical. And I don't know, like, I wasn't nearly as high. Like, Back for Blood looks great. <sighs> it's hard, man. This is hard. Zach, what do you think? It's Breath of the Wild too, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a feeling that's where this conversation is like, going. I like multiplayer games. They're great. But I think you get a lot more timeless games with, like, Breath of the Wild 2 versus, like, a good game that you can play every now and then with Back for Blood. Like, Peaches, you didn't get super pumped up when you saw Link's extra long hair. Or you didn't wonder what the fuck happened to Zelda when she dropped down the crevice or how the hell Ganon came back. Or what the fuck Link's new abilities are or what the hell happened to his arm. You didn't have all this intrigue and excitement and mystery from looking at that trailer. You didn't have any of that? No. I'm going to be straight honest with you. Like, again, I I will say this. I will get Breath of the Wild 2 and I will play it to completion. But... This trailer did not get me absolutely stoked, excited, curious, whatever. It just was like, for me, this was, all right, cool. So uh, this this is a little snippets of gameplay, and it looks like Breath of the Wild 1. It doesn't, though. It doesn't. It looks so different. They're doing so much. It just looks so much more expanded, yeah. You say that, but I'm just a casual Breath of the Wild. I, I don't even know if I'd classify myself as a fan. I played through Breath of the Wild once and I haven't gone back to it. Breath of the Wild won Game of the Year. It's one of the most popular games uh, ever. You're absolutely right. And I am a very casual fan of it. Extremely casual. Like, like literally, I, have, I don't even have the intention of going back and playing Breath of the Wild before this game comes out. Oh, well, neither do I, because 200 hours of my life is fucking gone, and I'm not doing that again, but... I think, I want to say, I think I spent, like, 40 hours in Breath of the Wild. Oh, dude, that's nothing. I I believe you, but I I feel like I got everything I wanted out of it. Both of these games are going to be fantastic, and there's no doubt about that, but my vote goes to Breath of the Wild, too. Easily. I think Zach said said the same thing. Well, Zach said Metroid Dread. (laughs) No, I said Breath of the Wild, too. I, I think I think Zach would put Breath of the Wild 2 over Metroid Dread every day. Let me ask you this. Would you, like, if Metroid Dread was here with Breath of the Wild 2, would you pick Breath of the Wild 2 still? Yeah. Okay. But if it was Metroid Prime 4 and it looked fucking dope, now that'd be an argument. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, I totally agree. If we got 3D Metroid, yeah, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm a huge Zelda fan, but we've been waiting for this kind of Metroid for a while. But that's not what we got. I'm still excited about Metroid Dread immensely. Just like, I don't feel like to the same level I would have been excited about a 3D Metroid. And that means the winner, the winner of this bracket, what we are calling the best thing showed at E3 is Breath of the Wild 2. And Peaches is currently drawing a penis (laughs) underneath the winner. No, this is just a bubble man. I don't know what you mean. See, he's got arms <laughs> He there. drew the arms last. He drew the arms <laughs> yeah, last. <laughs> Peaches, I know you might be a little salty, but just remember Witcher 3. <laughs> Any frustration you're feeling now is a fraction of how I felt after that. I don't really feel frustration. Like, I, I am fine with uh, Breath of the Wild 2 winning it here. It's just not what I would have picked. The thing, at the end of the day... None of these games are games that I have played and, like, have a huge, like, you know, I, I don't have, like, a ton of vested interest in seeing one of them win. The difference for me with Witcher 3 versus Spider-Man 
is those were both games that I played and I have a lot of vested interest in seeing one of them in particular win over another. All right, boys, we did it. Now, here is where this gets exciting. I've decided that we're going to post the blank bracket to Twitter and have everybody who's a follower of the pod try and guess what direction this went into today. I'm posting it today. It'll uh, The episode will go up on Saturday and we'll see how you did. And we'll figure out a prize for whoever got the closest to this. We'll see what happens. What do you guys think about that? That sound like fun? I like fun. All right, boys. Um, I've gotten my fill for the day. Are you ready to get out of here? Yeah. I, th- I think I'm ready to skedaddle. All right, everybody. It's been a fantastic E3, but it's time to close the book on this one. So thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. Thanks, Zar. Later. I do a pretty good Zar. I do a mean <laughs> Zar. I've also got a great peaches. You want to hear it? Me, 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 me. JP, that was a nice JP. Hey, that was a really good peaches too, Zach. I mean, we all heard JP say that he wanted to suck my toes while he was on vacation. We all remember <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that... <laughs> you all remember <laughs> I do, though. All right, all right. We'll see you all later. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.